to episode 64 of the Virgin Heresy podcast. My name, as always, is Jody, your host this evening, um, and with me tonight in the virtual studio. Sadly, the seat to my left is empty as uh, Christopher is away on vacation and enjoying himself in the middle of nowhere in a cabin in the woods. Um, I don't think there's a Virgin, a nerd, and a few others there, but uh, if you get that reference, power to you. Uh, but on my right, however, is the man himself. Uh, he is atop his throne of pretzels on the pyramid of beer cans, the head of the heresy here in Sweden. It is the one and only Mr. Freddie. How are you doing? Uh, you know, enjoying life, drinking beer. Yes. I was going to say, does that mean you've got a cold beer in your head? Always. You know what I mean? Well, I have to. <laughs> I have to because it's fucking It's like the Mediterranean here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the weather is, uh, we were literally just talking about this a few minutes ago before we started recording, it is exceptionally warm at the moment. <laughs> yeah. What was it What was it registering up around with you earlier? Uh, almost 50 in the sun. Dear God alive. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I complain when it's super cold here, but there is something about the heat <laughs> that it's just, yeah, ow. <laughs> it's warm. It's warm and it's uncomfortable. Damn it, Sweden! Just can we just have some cold air, please, and <laughs> just cool cool everything down a bit. But uh, yeah, to be fair, Sweden does have a, a decent number of uh, swimming places and you know stuff like that you can go and chill out on. So yeah, that's it. It, it seems like least. these heat rays comes every time I move house. <laughs> As 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 yeah. last summer and the summer before that wasn't good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's um, it's not always the best. Let's no. be fair. Well, fucking last summer it rained the whole time and it was pretty cold. Oh god, yeah, that that would suck majorly when moving, that's for sure. Um, but at least it's you know, I don't know what's worth worse, cold and rainy or huge amounts of heat when moving house I mean I've moved up and down three flights of stairs almost regularly when I move house so it's uh, it's it doesn't really matter to me I'm going to be knackered one way or the other but uh, yeah so anyway let, let's talk house yeah. you're not here to talk about the heat and, and my lack of fitness when it comes to moving house um, so before we do anything else a uh, couple of quick things first of all you're already listening to us you probably are but if you're not come along to our web uh, webpage on the book of faces and that's the Varangian heresy podcast give us a like follow along and then you'll be able to see when episodes like this come out any news and updates on our upcoming events uh, which we're going to be talking a lot about in the in the uh, beginning of the episode here so there's a good little update for you on there we've also got the Varangian heresy podcast group attached to it where we occasionally post stuff and do things and other people who are part of the sort of following of the group do that as well which is kind of awesome we do twitter a bit when we put out new episodes but that's about it um we are on instagram at varangian heresy and most importantly as of this moment in time is the email which is the varangian heresy at gmail.com 
Uh, now we do have a small backlog of some lists and other things that we need to be reviewing, but we will get to those as soon as we can. But do keep sending them in. If you've got ideas about episodes you want us, things you want us to talk about, if you've got ideas for stuff you want us to uh, discuss as uh, topics, or like I said, if you want to shout something out, if you want to come on uh, and be a guest on the show, please just drop us an email and let us know what you want to come on and talk about and we will see what we can get done because we'd love to have as many people as possible come onto the cast and have a chat with us because, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, that's that. That's the important bits. But what are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, there is some stuff that we do need to do sort of, sort of touch base on because it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since we dropped an episode. Um, the main part of tonight's episode is myself and Freddie talking to Eric and Daniel from good old Dirty of K. Um, and they ran an event a couple of weeks ago, uh, which both of us attended and had a bloody good time at. Um, and that was uh, the Ajax event. So that's going to be the main part of our episode tonight. And I think we, we can both fairly say that we both had a good time. Yeah, fuck, man. I had an awesome time. It was a blast. Yeah, me too, man. It was uh, it was very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won one game, so, you know, can't complain. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Don't spoil it for everybody. But, yeah, it was okay. But you, you did bring a fun list, that's well, for sure. Yeah, a uh, self-regulated fun list. <laughs> Pan well, Panzers up the bazoos. <laughs> you came with the rolling of thunder. Yeah. And the rolling of treads and tanks and stuff, which looked pretty awesome, I yeah. have to say. Uh, but we'll get onto that in the hobby stuff in a minute. We're going to be talking about uh, our upcoming event that's taking place here in uh, in Skona. And I say that here because I'm down here. Freddie's all the way up there outside of Stockholm. It is new. Um, what well, I was going to say, how many square meter man cave is it? Or, or I should say house, but, you know. No, oh, my new massive house. <laughs> Um, yeah, as in massive, massive I, I say massive because it's bigger than the last one, but it's not that big. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not that big. <laughs> but most importantly, I don't care how big the new house was. It's because I have a hopper room. That's all that matters. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about uh, Trebizond, the Forges of Caldia, which is our event that's taking place uh, down here in Malmo, and that's going to be. We're going to go through some updates on that. Let you guys know uh, ticket prices and further details. We have uh, some information. We are launching a Patreon, and we'll be talking about that. And we also have to address the FAQ Ooh. that was dropped by Forge World. Um, I, I yeah, I want to get into that, but we'll, we'll we'll just sort of go on to the usual hobby stuff first because people do expect this of us, <laughs> or they just wait for us to get through it. I can't decide. But what have you been working on when you've been able to hobby in the last few weeks, my friend? Because it's been a while since we. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, well, I I did do the entire army for Ajax from scratch. <laughs> okay, you got to tell us what this is now because that that's that's not just a small thing. Well, <laughs> As I changed my list a couple of times, I did build more tanks than I actually ended up using. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the end, I took two Malkador Infernuses. I took uh, three Shum, uh, well, well, Shum Lehman <laughs> Russes. Uh, Shum Lehman Russes, two, uh, two Lehman Russ Demolishers, and then uh, one Termite. Hooray! <laughs> and one, also... yeah, no, and then and then a warhound and a knigget assessor's knight. 
Ooh, which one was it? Did you have? Well, the cast. Castigar? Yeah, the one with the machine gun and the sword. The cr- cr- oh, Mr. Sweet. Crowd Control. Mr. Crowd Control. Who well, did not yeah. control any fucking crowds the entire event, but... <laughs> I will control your crowds or they will... He, shit, they're walking all over me. Help! 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 He, he killed more models blowing up than, <laughs> than he actually killed by himself um, with his weapons. But that's... That's, uh, that's spoiler again. <laughs> but yeah. Spoiler, but but basically it's because I've had these two Malkadolian furnaces lying around and I have I always wanted to paint them. I love any kind of uh Malkadurs, as Nicholas used to say, any kind of them chassis. And I wanted to paint them up and I know that well that's kind of a harsh list, but I know the missions and I know that they're absolutely useless for the missions. So So with that in mind, I kind of self-imposed that I went for an onslaught list. Uh, nice. in, instead of doing Allied Night House, I took the Warhound, obviously not with Double D because I'm not the douchebag. <laughs> and then I took the Knight as my other Lord of War. And uh, basically have one one troop unit rocking up in a termite, which would supposed to contest all the objectives on all the missions. <laughs> Uh, which they did. <laughs> that's a very that's a very busy turbine then. <laughs> oh dear. So um, yeah, it was a really awesome looking army. I have to say. Yeah, no, it, it was a su- really good job cool. at the time. Frame. It was super cool. But I know, I know, like uh, I was uh, because when I was talking to the guys about the list, I was like, well, two marketors, it's a bit of fucking harsh. The the shum, the fucking shum tanks, they're not, they're not super good. Yeah, uh, they're really well against infantry, but I didn't have that much anti-tank, you know, to to deal with if someone else had tanks. But it was cool. You know, the demolishers were basically my anti-tank units that had to do everything except my melted bomb wielding solar ox commander. <laughs> so it was interesting. It was cool though. I had like all the games. Well, I'll go into that when we talk about the event. But no, no, the list wasn't like. And the one time I won, it was fucking down to the wire. And all the other times, it was like super even in, until the end because I tried to contest shit with my other tanks, just you know, <laughs> and desperately hold on with my one troop and see if I could contest the other ones. So I could take it with my one troop, but yeah. Oh, sounds like it sounds like you had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the 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 rest I'll I'll tell you about. And uh, besides that, I've done. Uh, five gal warbacks for the course nice very oh. nice and oh and just for shits, shits and giggles i glued together a solar ox command squad just cause uh, and and 20 uh, i rebased and sorted out and cleaned up uh, 20 sea legions for my militia army very sexy very sexy indeed i like the sound of that so any, any other hobby? Because <laughs> it seems kind of low. I'm just checking. Yeah. But uh... yeah, no. Uh, well, I'm I'm about to after I sorted everything for the painting course that I'm going to paint. Uh, I still have Erebus, my my main dude, <laughs> to glue together. Uh, after that, I'm going to start working on custodies. What? Custodies. What? Why? Custodies. Why? You know the the Golden Boys. Yeah, 
I'm just wondering why. Oh, uh, he used to piss off me, <laughs> Linus. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, oh, it, fair it, enough. It, uh, <laughs> That's uh, legit. But thanks to Mr. Comet, uh, we have had a nice donation for the raffle. Uh, so yep. uh, he gave me all his custodies. And what I'll do, is, and they're all unassembled, like straight out of fu- fucking still wrapped uh, Forge World boxes. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to glue them all together and then I'm going to paint them. We'll, nice. For yeah, we'll check it in the raffle. Awesome source, mate. Awesome source. Uh, which we will also talk about in a few minutes. We'll get to the raffle as well because that needs talking about. Um, especially as we've got some cool stuff coming up this weekend, which everybody needs to yeah. know about. So, but it also gives me to, something to paint for the raffle because after last year I kind of feel left out now. <laughs> oh, I've got lots of stuff to paint. Oh shit, yeah, I've got lots of stuff to paint for the raffle. Ah, oh, whatever. Well, um, it's at least I'll, I'll probably after I've gone through the entire fucking moving box of gold dudes, I'll probably never want to paint gold ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you get that way after painting Titans as well. Just saying, but I'm not going to complain because they're actually really fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I guess I should talk about what I've been doing. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I I was was I was painting. I can't remember what I said on the last episode, but but um, basically I was working on. Uh, I am working on a bunch of titans at the moment uh, for your good self as part of a commission. Um, I'm working on titans for other people as well. Um, as builds and other things, I also have the titans for the night ra- uh, for the raffle, which I'm going to be working on the the two reavers and the warlord, which is pretty freaking sweet. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into those as well. Uh, but for uh, Ajax, I ended up uh, what did I paint up for Ajax? I had a bucket of stuff, uh, termite. Um, two laser destroyers. I painted up some quad mortars to replace my scratch built ones, which can now go into my militia army. Um, oh, what else did I paint up? I did three land speeders with uh, Volkites and heavy boulders on them, which are like one of my two new favourite units because they just got they got so much work done <laughs> when we went to the event. They were brilliant. Um, what else did I paint up? Um, just trying to think. Oh yeah, um, uh, Sikran Arcus, which also is legitimately awesome. Um, did some other bits and pieces, picked up, and I also painted up a fifteen-man uh, assault squad, um, which surprised me. I have to say, I mean. I, I will put my hand up. It's a running joke that for a long time I have been a veteran tactical kind of guy. That's what's kind of kept my army afloat has been running vet, uh, tac, uh, veteran tax with uh, Sniper. I'm one of those guys. Not anymore. Because uh, you can't do that. Because, well, yeah, because I can't do that for one thing. But also because at the end of the day, it's um, I've, I've now fallen in love with properly fall in love with my right of war, the Hammer of Olympia, um, and just how awesome that is. And the list that I put, I've fallen in love with the list I put together for uh, for Ajax, which uh, considering almost everybody um, on the loyalist side, it was one of the few lists that didn't have some form of super heavy in it. 
and it played really well. So I was really happy about that. But when you don't have 500 points tied up in a super heavy, you can run a pair of Vindicator Laser Destroyers kitted out and a Sikoran as well, and still <laughs> throw out a ton of firepower. So, uh, yeah, so I was really happy with all that. Still got some more painting to do on all of it because I got it tabletop ready. I've just got some oils and stuff to put on there to finish it off. But uh, otherwise, very happy with all that. Uh, and right now, I am literally looking at a pair of Warhounds on my painting desk. And Yep, yep. Yeah, well, the telephone is going to be on the, on the, well, it's on Saturday now, so on the 28th. And uh, it's going to, involve all of us in the entire fucking podcast uh, community. It's going to be crazy. Yep, so we, we will be in there. We will be the first ones, so we'll start out. And then uh, after that, I think... Who's, who's picking up? I have the schedule on my phone, but I can't fucking... You will.
Well, basically, what we're doing it for is to raise money for research to find a cure against DMD, uh, which is a muscular disease uh, that actually affects uh, only little boys. And, uh, well, you know, as we love doing charity and stuff, <laughs> besides it's... <laughs> uh, we, we, we did it last year and we did the year before and we'd be able to raise about uh, 10,000 US dollars each time, right? I think we did, we did a little bit better last year. Yeah, so it's pretty fucking pretty fucking good. Uh, and so it's just uh, like I, I know that most of the different podcasts have different fucking charities and stuff that they're doing, and and we we picked it picked the 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 parental project, which are uh, which is a, an American foundation. That kind of um, what they do is they finance different research pro- projects in different universities or hospitals and stuff that 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 try or or companies that try to find like a, a cure against the disease. Um, and uh, well, the the main reason we we've done that is because obviously I think most people know that um, my son Leo he has DMD so. It's kind of personal, and I thought, like, well, I'm not not a doctor or scientist or anything. What 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 can I do? Well, I can paint fucking miniatures, and I can talk about heresy, and then do army stuff. But <laughs> besides that, uh, you know, what I could do is at least I can try and uh, you know do something with charity and stuff, and try to raise money for you know research and awareness and stuff. And and we kind of kind of got on, on on board with that like it all started out almost like god it was like yeah three years ago almost yeah and yeah roughly three years and then um and then uh, it kind of became our thing really <laughs> it wasn't really planned to be like a thing but now it is and you know it, it's good and it's like everyone's been super supportive like all all over the community not just uh, different podcasts or blog spots or you know freaking gaming groups or whatnot but like the the entire community has just embraced it and and it just became its own living thing so to speak and it's fucking you know super cool and you know paper airbrushes and signed books and everything come the actual uh raffle itself so you know there's some pretty cool stuff up for grabs and this year we're going uh well as we said earlier we we, we go big or we go home here on the podcast yep. it's kind of what we live by so this year we've got not only do we have a well now we know a custodes army that's being painted by freddie um but we also have um a warlord uh manipal effectively yep. With um, a warlord and two reaver titans, which I will be painting, and we have a very, we have some very special details about that, which I think we'll drop on Saturday. So you've got to come and have become be part of that to listen to it. But uh, we've had a lot of help from uh, one of our fellow podcasts, The Age of Darkness. Yep. And they've come. They're doing some great work for us. So Miles, Mark, and JP are involved in this as well, which should give you some idea of what we're thinking. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna drop that a special thing for you guys on Saturday as part of the um, 
the telethon. So the most important thing, though, I think we need to tell these guys, ready is how do they get involved? What can? How do they get to be part of the raffle? Uh, basically, what they do is uh, they go to our uh, Facebook page. Uh, they click on our events, and they'll see the the Titan Raffle as one of the events. They click on there, and then they read the information, which is normally located on the top. Like it goes through the information about the raffle, what's going on. In that information, there's a link to a donation page. At that donation page, you donate whatever you feel like. Like you don't even have to donate for the raffle, or you can just donate out of fun, but for every $35 that you donate, you get a raffle ticket entered into the raffle. And and that's it. I used uh, as message, write raffle. Even if you don't, it's kind of obvious if you donated 35 or 70 or something that is divided by 35 that you're after the raffle ticket. So what happened is like we have nothing to do with that money or anything. It goes straight into the foundation. Uh, and it's looking after by the parental project, and they divide that money out uh, into different research projects that they f- think is uh, the highest chance of success for finding a cure. And I get an email from them saying, thank you, someone donated. Uh, he- here is that person's contact details, and this is how much he donated. And, Which is very yeah. awesome. I mean, I think, I think it's awesome because we... we d- it's a great way of knowing that the money's going straight where it should do. We have nothing to do with it, so there's no like admin or anything required. It's so simple, and we know it goes to the people who are going to, you know, make the most of it, basically. Which I think is pretty baller, and I'm very happy to see that we get to do that. Um, and don't forget, we literally, if you ever have the question in your mind, well. What's the point of buying one ticket? <laughs> well, we have a running thing now. I think people are going to be trying to get to be the last ticket because last year the guy who bought the last ticket won one of the night houses. And then we had the the year before, uh, we had Cole, who was part of the first raffle, bought one ticket and went and won himself a award. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Buying a random ticket at a random point, even if it was just one, totally worth it. Pretty cool. Totally, totally worth it because you know it's going to show up and, and be in your favour. If the, if the dice gods are with you, you'll, you'll get it. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah, so we're, do, we're doing good. We've already we've kicked off. We've already raised, started raising some money. Uh, if you want an absolute laugh, um, you can go on to our... Facebook page, have a look through the video section, and you can watch me getting my back waxed live <laughs> on Facebook. And it's worth it because I get more and more drunk, and it hurts more and more. And how it can, how can it hurt more and more if you get more and more drunk? Because the hair was a lot fucking thicker and thicker at the top of the shoulders than it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it hurt one way or the other, but whatever. It, it hurt, it wasn't fun. Um, but it did some something very important and raised raised funds, which is what's important to get this year going. And you know, like we said, get in there and get in the there. Get your this weekend. Get your back waxed. 
Get it, yeah. Get your back waxed. Get your ass waxed. You know, I was I was a few strips away from somebody I'm sure offering to do a crack wax, which I was not having. <laughs> there was no way that was happening. Um, uh, weak, mate. Weak. So, I'll, I'll take being weak on that one. I'll take being weak on that one. I'm fine with that. I can handle that. Um, so yeah, that was that. that that's. Uh, that's what's coming up this weekend and that's what we're doing uh, for the raffle this year uh, we're going to keep going with updates as we go along, the live draw will take place on the last day of Scandas once the event is finished it will be live streamed from our Facebook page and you'll be able to see uh, the draw take place with hopefully all the other prizes that come in as well but you know, you're in chance to win either a Reaver or a Warlord or a Custodes Army so that's what we've got so far. Yeah. And if you're interested in getting involved in donating something or finding out how you can help us out with the raffle outside of buying a ticket and donating, please just drop us a message via our email uh, or drop us a message via the podcast uh, Facebook Messenger as well. So that'd be pretty cool. And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first one. That's one of the f- two, three, five, up, uh, four updates, five updates we're going to get through. So next one, the Hobby Camp. The hobby camp. It's coming up. It's like three weeks, four weeks away. Four weeks away. Uh, not that. even that. Fucking out. No, it's three weeks. Two. Yeah, yeah three, three, weeks three weeks away. Three weeks away. But you've still got time to buy a ticket. You can still get involved. Come along and join uh, our wonderful ugly mugs and the cult of paint, which is going to be Andy Wardle and Henry Steele coming out and teaching you everything you need to know to get started in airbrushing. Um, even if you've been airbrushing for years or never picked up an airbrush, come along. Uh, it's worth a shot because you will learn something new. And these are two of the uh, most well-known painters in our community. And Andy has won God knows how many Slayer Swords and is internationally re- world-renowned for his painting. Um, we've got... I think we said something like eight spots left, is that yeah, right? Yeah, eight spots left. Eight spots left, which is awesome. Um, so we need to fill up those spots so we can have an epic day. Uh, all the information, again, is available via our Facebook page under the events section. Um, there will be information in the show notes as well. And if you go back and have a listen to, uh, I think it was episode... 62 63 uh, i gotta remember which one it is i will go and have a look um you'll be able to actually listen to um ourselves actually a couple of our episodes in the last uh, last few episodes have been with henry but the last one we did was involving uh, andy as well we all chat about the event and we have some general hobby chat as well which is really awesome because we talk about some cracking old models and stuff that we have a lot of fun with um but yeah, it's two days to begin with of learning how to paint, how to airbrush from the ground up, uh, learning how to paint vehicles. Uh, then we take a day off where we're going to have some absolutely mental fun gaming. <laughs> we've got, what have we got planned? We've got real-time gaming planned, grudge matches planned. I'm probably going to be painting in the basement because I've got so much to paint. Um, but you can, you can always come down and poke me in the ribs while I'm trying to paint stuff. <laughs> Um, what else? Oh, so much going on that day so so much going on that day and we'll be doing what we normally do and record and probably do a pub quiz kind of thing and do some crazy crazy stuff while we're out there and you know generally just have a whole whole lot of fun um, 
yeah that's it episode 63 that's the one um so that that's going to be a great time and all the details are there come along have some fun even if even if you think no i don't need to learn anything for painting i love what i'm doing take a chance to come and learn something new because it is really it's just a great fun being in a room with lots of painters uh, some guys who literally are fountains of knowledge and being able to learn from them and have some fun so yeah i you got anything to say on that one freddie no no god uh, like i keep hopping about it and saying it's it's the best thing I've ever done is going on a hobby camp or like a, a painting camp uh, because, you know, I we go to all these events and we play games and shit and, <laughs> you know, it, it's just the whole thing. Like, I love, love hanging with similar dudes doing hobby stuff. Bang my knee there. <laughs> and, and, and it's just, it's just amazing. Just go there, do it. Fuck's sakes. Yeah, come along and do it. It's brilliant. Um, so all the details there again on our page. Whew, right now, um, let's talk FAQ quickly. Yep. Uh, now the FAQ dropped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, they fixed some things. They didn't fix everything. They, they forgot some things. <laughs> oh yeah, they kicked a couple of things in the pants, which probably didn't need kicking in the pants. But then again, I'm a bitter. Bitter Iron Warrior player, so, you know, uh, I'm going to complain about my Legion getting beat up. Meh, 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 you know, whatever, fine, I don't care. Would have been nice to have the Tormentor being able to carry Iron Circle, you know, so you don't have to walk the bloody things everywhere. Um, but, you know, that's all. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know a couple of the other shows, especially uh, like Radio Free Sven, for example, have done a fantastic episode on it. Um, I know um, Age of Darkness have done one. Uh, and a couple of the other guys have, have gone out and done episodes about it, so we're not going to super jump into it. But what are your overall thoughts, Freddie? I fucking loved it. I was like, yeah. finally, and it is, it is good. Like there, there's a few minor tweaks and things that could have been different. There's still heaps of stuff that needs to be answered, but it shows that you know at least they're thinking about it and they've done something and they have listened to the community. Yeah. That's very, very true. The guys have listened, and I know we've we've had chats, um, and you know it's been it's been acknowledged that people are trying to they're trying to work on this. They you know they're still feeling the loss of Alan a year or more on, and they're trying to work through everything. So they are doing it, and they are putting stuff together, and they they have put out an FAQ, which is just fantastic. Um, I think they address the key issues right now. Would you say? Yep. The, the bigger ones right now, I mean... Yeah, the, the, pods, yeah drop pods, the more common ones they've gone through, so, for sure. Drop pods, custodes, which I'm sure have made certain people bitter. <laughs> um, I don't, like I said, I don't know why they had to smack the Iron Warriors, but, you know, apparently they needed to. Fair enough. Uh, the big the big thing, though, is sniper vets are gone. Woo! So, no snipers. Thanks, fuck. Um, Boring. Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say I relied on them too much to begin with, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm not cut up by it. It's going to make things more interesting. Other stuff, I'm sure, will come out as the new black. But you know, it's kind of, it's kind of awesome that they've addressed that, and it's going to get people having a bit more fun and putting stuff out. Because I know I am, you know, I'm changing up my, uh, what do you call it, my. Uh, vet units so they've all got bolters so they can be tac marines now hey. because 
Tactical Marines are the shiz when you're running fun lists like Hammer of Village. They've always stuff. been the shiz. Yeah, I just I've got to make another ten now so I can run fifteen man squads <laughs> if I ever decide to walk them. But I prefer them in. Uh, I very much prefer them in. Um, what do you call it? In Transports. Rugby. So transports mate it's all about wrapping yep. you know wrap them up um and that's pretty cool so yeah but um yeah i mean anything anything sort of stick out as like yes this is this was 100 percent the most important thing to do uh with the faq as far as you're concerned mate uh well nerfing castells a bit i thought that was the 100 yeah. <laughs> percent things that needed to be done uh sorting out yeah. the psychic powers and shit uh, I like that as well. That's good. Yeah. No. I, I, I'm i just like, I, I know that this is just kind of like a, the FAQ is basically a traveling, uh, like it's just a road between the last black book and the next one. Yeah. And. But at least it's there. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there was, I'm pretty sure they will sort out heaps of other stuff uh, once the yeah. new black book is out. Like they'll do like some sort of you know sorting sorting shit out. Probably update like the the digital version of the rule book and stuff. So that would be very yeah. nice if they could do. It'll that. be it'll be, be super awesome. cool. Yeah, I must admit, I really I, I, again custodes were a thing for sure. Uh, I'm I'm glad they updated the. Um, uh, they updated drop pods because that has made things a lot lot easier. Um, I'm not, I will, I will say, not a great fan of the uh, everybody with an augury scanner can now intercept because that does make it intriguing to see how well drop pod armies gonna, <laughs> uh, are going to live, how long they're going to live for. Um, but, you know, such is life. These things happen. Yeah. No. Um, but I'm also glad the Voltarax got their flesh healed, <laughs> sorted, <laughs> because that that just made them sick. <laughs> so I'm not going to complain about that one being. But I'm sure there's a few mechanical dudes who are not happy about. No, that. but it, like they they um, were too fucking silly, and he, 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 most mechanical dudes agree that they were too fucking silly. Well, that's good of them. They're they're, they're nodding and taking one for the team yeah. at least. So that's good. Um. Yeah, so let's have a look here. Uh, that's that's the FAQ. What are we going to do with our FAQ, Fred? Uh, we're going to take a long, hard look at the new FAQ and try and fill up the gaps where we thinks that, think that the new FAQ kind of isn't 100% clear and where we want to add things to make it more clear. Sounds good. So the uh, TVH FAQ, as it stands at the moment, uh, if you're looking at it from the uh, from the links that on on the top of our page, hasn't been updated yet. So, you know, use uh, use as you wish uh, for those of you that have been using it. And obviously, it's great that the Forge World one is out, so that that obviously takes a degree of precedence. But we will be updating ours as soon as we can, because that's you know pretty important for us to get that back out. That's how we do. It's what we it's do. What we do. It's it's how we roar our Aurora. It's how we roar. It's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> so, huh, right, we're we're over halfway mark, guys. If you take a breath, <laughs> have a quick drink, pause us, go 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 take a piss or whatever you need to do, and come back. 
Good, you're back. Right, here we go. Okay, so here are the here. Everything's big, everything's important, but here are um, two that we really need to talk about. And the first one that I'm going to mention is we are going to be launching our Patreon. Now, um, there's a number of different th uh, Patreons out there that exist, and for us, uh, Patreon is uh, just is about helping us improve the podcast. Help us uh, make sure we keep all our we can keep our subscriptions up and running. Make sure we can improve our recording uh, software, and then you know anything that we can take from that, we will quite happily and always put back into the hobby one way or another. Um, now I don't have all the details here because what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a short standalone episode on it. Um, but once you hear this episode, we are hoping it will be live. So you're just going to have a look, have a search on Patreon for the Varangian Heresy. Uh, we'll try and put a link into the show notes if we're able to, or at least have one stickied on our Facebook page. Um, it's up to you guys how much you want to support. We will have a couple of different levels in there from just uh, basic support. So thank you for, for what we do uh, up to a group stage. Well, we're going to be having some fun with a, a special Patreons group. And what's super, super awesome is we're actually going to be working with Miles from Little Legend Studios. And Miles is going to be providing us with uh, some of his tutorial content, which will be going up as its own special level on the Patreon. Um, so all that will be there. And that's going to continue. And Miles is just top bloke. So we are we are working in association with Little Legend Studios there. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, we're not asking for billions and billions of dollars um, or pounds or euros or anything like that. Uh, we just want to be able to keep putting out this podcast on a regular basis, uh, help with some of the running costs and just generally do the best we can for you guys uh, as our listeners. So we appreciate absolutely anything that you guys are willing to, to put into uh, supporting us there. Um, and it's going to be such a great help to us. So, uh, so, so yeah, you're telling me I shouldn't uh, quit my day job? No, shouldn't quit your day job. I need to find a day job. So, um, yeah, um, I'm I'm not quitting the job I don't have, and you shouldn't quit your day job just yet. But we do we do raise enough money. Uh, who knows? There may be there may be a secret tier that can be unlocked, which may or may not be the rumored Freddy live doll. Mm. So you know. You never know. Everyone needs at least three of those. Yeah, everyone needs at least three of those. I've got six in the cupboard right now, and they just can't stop screaming. <laughs> but that's for another day. Um, so we definitely need to have a look at, um, uh, at what you, you know, what we can throw in there. But that's going to be live once the episode, hopefully be live once the episode is up, and we will be releasing a standalone episode with myself, Freddie, and Chris talking about it what it means to us and what it can mean to you guys uh, for supporting us. So we'd like you to go and take a look at that. Um, so that's that one. And then, oh, I'm doing so, too much talking at the moment, but there is one last thing we need to talk about. I need to take a breath. <laughs> right. It is our uh, upcoming event that's taking place down here in Malmo, and that is um, the... Trebizond event, the Forges of Chaldea. That's the third gaming event in our Varangian Heresy event series. And that's taking place on the 1st to the 2nd of September 
and that's happening about 10 minutes maximum walk not even that from the uh, central station central train station in Malmo uh, all the details are in the event page we're going to be putting up the ticket price uh, everything there I think we've agreed on around the 350 to 375 kroner mark um, at most for that um, we are looking at the event itself is going to be five games in a sort of more traditional gaming format so the your full size is going to be two and a half thousand points we're going to play three games uh, three games on the Saturday we're going to play on the Sunday we're going to play one game where you will be playing a one-on-one -on -one game and then the last round will be uh, everybody will be getting teamed up using our patented uh, <laughs> freddy designed and, and managed uh, Swiss pairing Swiss system. drunk system yeah Swiss drunk oh shit it's crashed it's crashed it's crashed quick what did everybody score points wise oh it's back let's work this out system um, and we will have a um, a one off 5,000 points per side 2v2 game to tie up the event and this event is all about the uh, the sort of securing of resources and um, land and everything for the upcoming and final push onto the city of Byzantium which is the uh, main uh, objective of our event at Scandus this year which is going to be absolutely awesome. Now we do have a free unit that is going to be um, required or not required you're going to be able to take like we've done for our past couple of events uh, we are trying to push the hobbying and the gaming aspect am i right yeah that is correct so we we look at okay. units that we hardly never ever see on the tabletop and in the first game it was infantry unit second game it was tank units so <laughs> so we need to we can't remember what we're going to be doing <laughs> for this event but no. we're pretty sure uh, it's character yeah related. i'm pretty sure it was uh um if you pick uh, certain consoles that we never ever see anymore then uh, that would uh, kind of be free up to a certain point level so i obviously have to pay for upgrades and so on yeah but um, and that that will go across every, we'll have that across um, all the factions like we've been doing for the uh, for the series so far and there will be a uh, there will be as always our usual round of um, hobby hobby related um, awards and event stuff so uh, players choice traitor players choice loyalist uh, sort of which is always a great combination of theme painting uh, you know general play and, and how all that ties into the story we'll have the sort of best painted award for the free unit as well because that's that's what we want to do is push the hobby in there um, and we'll have um, you know Top the we don't call them top traitor and top loyalists really do we? But they're the, the guys who, who sort of come out on top with the the whole Swiss points thing. Uh, they get a little nod, but uh, it's all really about the the hobbying and the the gaming part of it, um, which is why we focus on the the sort of players' choice for best best army of each side. Uh, so that's going to be up there. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We, we've got a fantastic location down here in Malmo. It's actually part of uh, a building that's part of a sort of regional uh, maker space 
uh, initiative which is basically you can go along to the maker spaces and for a certain amount each month or on certain days they do free visits you can get access to things like laser cutters and 3d printers and other cool stuff which is really awesome when it comes to making gaming terrain and stuff so uh, we've, we're going to be working with those guys and hopefully they'll, they'll be somewhere we can use again in the future uh, but they're very much into supporting us for this event because of what we do and all that and how it all ties together. So again, all the details of where it's taking place are on our event page. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take a breath in a minute, but don't worry. There's a, I know there's a lot of information, but it's really important you guys get this stuff. Um, so we're going to have all the details updated, including the, uh, the price. Now, we're going to be looking at getting tickets up on sale pretty quickly because we want to get them... Um, we want to get the up and up and running, getting people secured. We're going to be able to have up to 50 places available for this one. It's going to be potentially a very big event, um, so we want we want to be able to make that happen. So no matter where you are, if you're uh, in Denmark, in Sweden, Finland, France, Germany, the UK, the USA, wherever it is, if you want to come along and get involved, you can fly straight into Copenhagen Airport and then hop on a train over to Malmo. And there's lots of hotels in and around the area. And it's just going to be a great excuse for some fantastic gaming. Um, and we do have our usual little, um, what do we call them? What's, what's the best way of describing what we do to, to, to gaming events? Our little spins, does that sound about yes, right, Freddie? narrative spins and, you know, extra extraordinary things that's going to happen. Yeah, because we, we don't do ordinary. Extraordinary, extraordinary is what we aim for. Uh, so we will have um, we'll have some fun with uh, bringing in a friend of ours, the lovely Eric, who's been on uh, Eric Velo from Denmark, who's been on the show a couple of times, and we're going to have some fun with maps and other things. So there's a whole lot to come up, and this will get talked about more in the next episode. But again, this is more of an information dump. We want you guys to know it's there. It's going to be the first and second of September. It's going to be a great event. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. So yeah. That's coming out as well. Whew, right. I have just talked to you for God knows how too long. Yeah. Freddie, have you got anything important to say or more important to say than the, the stuff I've just been rabbering on about? Anything that we need to no. let people know about? New stuff, cool stuff? New stuff, cool stuff. No, stuff? I, um, I'm just saying stay tuned because, you know, we have the hobby camp, we have the... the Malmo event, and then obviously we have the the Scandis event. So things will be fucking pretty intense this autumn. So, but you guys can do it, and you're gonna love it, and we're gonna make sure that you enjoy every fucking second of it. Yeah, we're gonna have a cracking time, and it's gonna be so much fun. And as as always, there will be swag, there will be shenanigans, and there will be a whole lot of fun. Um, that being the case then I think mate we should go out and give everybody a chance to listen to some crazy ass music get a refill of their drinks and uh, you know come back in and have a listen to our main topic with the lovely boys from uh, Dirty K with Daniel and Eric and as we talk about their event and the fun that you and I had at their event um, when we were up there a few weeks ago and it, it was crazy fun it was definitely a lot of crazy yeah. fun. So, okay, that being the fur without further ado, uh, we are going to go and take a quick musical break. So we'll be right back with our main topic right after this. 
And we're back. And now it is time to reintroduce you, our, our wonderful listeners, to two friends of the show who have just come away from their inaugural big event. And I'm not going to say any more than that because that's what they're here to talk about. So we have with us in our virtual studio the the, the lovely Mr. Daniel Stenart, who, who put up with me for two nights or at least he put up with me in his, uh, you know, his one of many uh, alternate locations within his massive home. And <laughs> Mr. Eric Nielsen, who was uh, also one of the, or one of the main driving forces behind this event as well, who put up with all of our shit while we were at the event. So <laughs> to basically two, two gentlemen who have huge constitutions and uh, endurance for days. So gentlemen, welcome uh, to back to the podcast. Well, Hello. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, damn, he said stuff. Okay, this is a, this is a worry. Um, and of course, we have uh, the lovely Freddie here. Uh, as we continue on, uh, because both Freddie and I were uh, able to attend and play at the event, which is like an absolute rarity for us. <laughs> is that we're actually taking part in an event and not having to worry about the organising. So this this was great. I put, I, I loved it. I don't know about you, Freddie. Did you have a good time? I had a fucking awesome time. Except yeah, okay. for hmm? swamp monsters. Yeah, don't blow your load too early. Save it for the let's the, the the listeners build up to the the fun that is your torment on a certain table. Um, or or Spe- many. Speaking of nothing, I just yes. got an awesome idea for a uh, for the song after this uh, section, and I'd like to hear swamp thing. <laughs> okay, we'll see what we can make happen for you. Just Thank that's you. just for Freddy, isn't it? That's, that's what it was. Going out to Freddy Swamp Thing, it'll all become clear very soon. Um, so yes, we we have just gone through a fantastic event, which was the Ajax event. And guys, we, you've been on the show before, and we've we've talked about this. You know, I think we talked about this briefly um, when we had you on last time. Um, but really, give, can you give our viewers sort of an idea of what Ajax as an event was all about from the view of as, as an organizer, what you were hoping to get for the players, all that sort of thing. Give us give us an idea of what, what Ajax was was to be in your eyes. So we wanted um, a way, I mean, we've been around to a couple of the events in, in south of Sweden now. And we wanted to collect kind of what we thought at least being the best bits out of each of these, so we definitely wanted a, a narrative uh, where, with an uh, evolving storyline, uh, where we develop the, the story as we go in the uh, in uh, through the event, uh, a bit more in depth than the than the color, like changing control over positions, but actually writing something. Uh, at the same time, we wanted it to be a relaxed event. We didn't want it to be. We wanted the players to sort themselves out wherever possible. So, get away from the competitive uh, competitiveness. But I mean, that's not really present in the 30k community anyway. But you know what I mean. Uh, and then we wanted kind of a reasonable amount of of weird shit flying around, orbital <laughs> strikes, swamp monsters, you name it. Um, and finally, those hordes. Yeah. And, uh, 
<laughs> and finally, we wanted some. We want to come up with some way of trying to n not comping as it is as it was back in the days, but somehow of helping the the players out who took uh, more of a an, uh, a fluffy list or, or a, a, a quote weaker list. So those were kind of our four main bullet points going into the planning. And with the event itself, I mean, getting it all together and uh, sort of the tables, the location and everything, what was the uh, what, what was the sort of aim on that? What were you going for? Panic. Sheer panic. <laughs> okay. This, uh, this, uh, this event, I don't know how long it's been our brainchild, but it can't be more than a few months. I mean, I think we started was, talking about it in what February, January, yeah, February, something like that. So uh, <laughs> past that point, we had to acquire terrain for, for uh, 14 tables and uh, get it glued up, and you know, <laughs> activating the whole the whole club. So <laughs> I, I think it's it, it, it basically comes back to some sort of the the boring economy of it. So we we wanted to host an event. Uh, close to uh, to to the center of of our our business, which is is in Vecqua. We looked at kind of what was available in Vecqua, and it was either crazy priced or or not very suitable for us. So we thought, well, maybe Alvesta is good. We have the train connections to directly to Stockholm, to Copenhagen, uh, to, Gothenburg, to Gothenburg, and, way and, and we knew of, uh, of the hotel there. Uh, we've been there before for other purposes so we looked at what they had available and we found this venue and then we basically back calculated how many how many players do we need to get in to actually pay for this venue uh, <laughs> and I think that was what set the limit and that kind of gave us the, the reference for all the other stuff, how many tables to build, how many all this, I mean, what what level you can put the the player pack on, etc. Yeah. Nice. And I must admit, just from my point of view, and I, I think Freddie will back me up on this one. Tables look great. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see the the uh, real level of uh, effort put into the terrain. Um, I know you got. We were we were talking throughout the event, and sort of like you know that's something you already are planning on improving on for the next event. You know, trying to just build that up even further. Um, but you know, I, I must admit, I really, really love the venue, um, and I was, like I said, lucky to be staying at, um, at your place, Daniel. So I didn't have to worry about accommodation. But <laughs> Freddie, what was the, what was the, what was the place like? You were staying at the hotel itself, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was staying there. Uh, it's awesome. It's crawling distance. It's perfect. Kind of, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the perk with all the the venues that like have on-site sleeping. It's, it's just, it's so good. Like I really enjoy it. And, you know, can't complain. It was just like a, a regular kind of a Best Western hotel, which is, you know, it's, it has everything you need. And then, uh, like you say, with the, the terrain, like, uh, I think it, it's one of those things that are, that you, you will notice with, uh, with the Horace Heresy community. It's kind of very similar to historical people that do historical gamings because they, like what we do, we're super passionate about our gaming tables as well because we put in so much effort in our armies and then all the organizers, we just love doing like decent tables that can 
that could actually hold all these armies that are nowadays people are done like painting courses. People have, you know, really taking their skills further and, and, and they just fit like the, the tables were fucking smashing. So I mean, what's the, what's the point of putting hundreds and hundreds of hours into painting your army if it's <laughs> on a backdrop of styrofoam? It'd be like going to a grand tournament or something. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Shots Shots fired. Fired. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like use books underneath that uh, Games Workshop old uh, green map. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's be fair. That's retro. That's retro gaming right now. That's like that's you know. That's okay. But the the whole yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a no, hobby. So I, I, have, I have to say, like the the train was fucking top notch. But as you said, we we. We created these 13, 14 tables um, or pulled together uh, with different people and, and stuff. Um, and now we have kind of a, a baseline for this. And, and for the next event, we can go in and kind of pinpoint specific tables to to develop those further. Um, tall line of sight block was one of the things that came up that was definitely lacking. Yeah, we hadn't really calculated the amount of knights and stuff people were throwing around. <laughs> there, there, there was one or two knight firearms that showed up, and a yeah. few other things which were... Um... One or two warhounds, one or two... <laughs> <laughs> well, if I get 3,500 points, you will see that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, it is the perfect point for those sort of toys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We just hadn't thought of... Um, or the fact that they'd actually show show up, but well, that was that was just you know for fun. <laughs> Lesson learned very quickly. They got big blowy up stuff. <laughs> more points means more toys. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> more more points need uh, means taller toys. Yeah, bigger yeah, toys as well. Means taller cover required. <laughs> oh man, but no, seriously, the, the the stuff looked really good, and it was it was you know the tables are really well themed, and there were some really some real standout tables. I mean, the gigantic Forge World table in the middle was, you know, second to to uh, I don't take this wrong way, second to Freddy's, <laughs> because that's you know it was I mean it was just beautiful. Um, all the tiles out there, everything up and up and uh, playing on there because we got to have like one re- one turn each uh, the night before. Um, Freddie and I teamed up very quickly and with rather drunkenly in, in somebody's case. Um, uh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> against the against the Danes, against Eric propaganda. and uh, Sebastian. Propaganda, yeah, <laughs> podcast propaganda about my own podcast. Yeah, this is it works. It makes sense, okay, people. Um, but uh, no, we we. Were, we had a quick game on it, and it was it was awesome just to be on there and have all the different uh, tiles and av- avenues and stuff like that. So that was really awesome. And uh, although I think it wasn't your favourite table, Freddie, the um, the swamp no. table was pretty freaking awesome as well. No, I, it, the swamp table, like I have to say, like all the kind of jungle and swampy looking tables, they were fucking... The, the thing that actually drew me to is that we, we normally you see like desert or hive or kind of industrial tables. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of refreshing to play on tables that are like uh, more... What should I say? Like uh, alien fauna-ish. 
you hear that, Death Guard players? There are actual tables out there you can get your bonuses on. They exist. <laughs> they just aren't at all the events yet. <laughs> uh, and there were no Death Guard players there. So. True. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of ironic. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> just strap in for those uh, swamp monsters, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Although the, and I have to say, I, who, I don't know who created it, but that that center radar piece was absolutely legit. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. That's, that's actually cool. a bought piece, a bought kit like that. Well, with with the, with the motor and everything in it. Yep. Was it? Ooh. It wasn't one from a. Um, is that the MDF kit that was on a Kickstarter by any chance? Uh, I don't know if it was on Kickstarter, but I found it. Um, Somewhere. Uh, on the, I on don't the, have it. The base of E? Uh, no. no. It could be P work terrain or. No, uh, it's not P work, it's the other one. Um, still then, something tiles, wasn't it? City uh, tiles? I don't know. He'll find it. He'll find it and yeah, then we'll get it. Call recall. Because that, that, was, that was legitimately awesome <laughs> to look at that. And there was, uh, a, I'll say it now because it's worth mentioning, there was a standout moment at, towards the end of the second day when uh, Morton's Empress Children was facing off against Oscar's um, custodies and they had a challenge in one of their combats right next to it so they put both the combatants of the challenge up on the radar dish and it was just going <laughs> round and round with this radar dish and it was just hilarious just looking like going, yeah that works for some reason that just works <laughs> I believe they were actually playing King of the Hill because there were several challenges going on up there <laughs> that's probably true they were probably just fighting their way through it all well, yeah. uh, I, guess, I guess Morton was exchanging figures while uh, Oscar still had his, <laughs> has his one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it was very awesome. It was very awesome. So when when it actually came to it, when everybody um, showed up and started putting their armies out, how was that? As first time organizers, how did that feel uh, to actually see this stuff starting to come together? Well, I, I think the first feeling was uh, oh shit do we have enough tables <laughs> because uh, the organized uh, well, rather the venue wasn't really sure what we were doing which I believe was uh, evident during booking and stuff because you know, we kind of booked but we hadn't gone there yet and then we went there and went can we fit this many tables in and <laughs> uh, yeah so they hadn't really supplied us with the, the right, no, right amount of tables so we were kind of harassing this poor... Uh... <laughs> yeah, he was fucking confused, that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this staff guy into fetching more tables, and I, I don't know if he was just there working for the summer or something, <laughs> because he wasn't very happy with us when we went, oh, I think we need 10 of these. <laughs> By the way, can you carry another 14 tables down from your storage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're too busy to help, but, you know, you got to bring stuff down for us. Yeah. Oh, poor guy, poor guy. Wargame yeah. Model Mods is the company who does the radar dish. Ooh, go and take a look at them in a moment. Uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so so first of all, it was oh dear God, have we got enough tables? Yeah, yeah. that was that was the first one. And then um, past that, uh, for me it was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always the uh, will people show up? Are they coming? <laughs> or will they? I mean, Were they just cock teasing, cock teasing us and saying, "Yeah, we'll show up," and then nothing happens? And... Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
the T O T O nerve nerves yeah, yeah. is kicking in. Yeah, no, it's it's totally understandable. But I mean, you know, everybody, I think everybody who was expected showed up. As far as yeah. I'm aware. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. And there was, um, I have to say, there was some. I mean, there was a really good showing from a lot of the different communities, as I saw it. And we yeah, there was, there was a lot of like there was a massive split between like uh, north, mid, mid uh, Sweden and south, south of Sweden. It was pretty good to see. So yeah. I, I think I think that goes to show that the actual location was good because of the it is a you know, kind of a train station hub. Yeah, and it's situated kind of in the middle of of all of it. So the 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 only community that didn't really show up was uh, <coughs> Gothenburg. <coughs> <laughs> Bit of a cough there, my friend. Bit of a cough there, but yeah, yeah. understandable. I think Morton isn't he? He lives out there, right? He was yeah, in, uh, he, coming through. Yeah, uh, he well, yeah, that, but it, I don't know if they they consider him one of theirs because you know Morton Empress children, a little bit scary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they see that, but you know we love you, Morton. You're one of ours, one way or the other. Yeah, so we'll be glaring at some of the Gothenburg guys during the the hobby weekend there. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you guys? Where you? Why are you no show? Why are you no show? <laughs> oh no, it was it was cracking, and uh, I I have to say, although I love meeting everybody, meeting Alex was an absolute standout moment. Um, yeah, that was so weird. His, that that was legitimately awesome, but you got got you got to tell the story of how of Alex uh, because we don't have him here at the moment. We will have him on the podcast at some point. And you will understand what we mean by how awesome this dude is. Um, yeah. But you do need to tell tell us the story of how Alex came to be at the event. Well, basically, yeah, we a, a couple of weeks before the event, we were uh, we still had a couple of spots over, so we had. So we're kind of hunting for for people, uh, shouting at our friends, whatever. So we posted on on, on the IX uh, event page on Facebook saying, "Well, you should all come to IX, and if you don't have an army, uh, I'm sure we can we can sort you out. We have a couple of them laying around." And uh, this guy basically says, "Well, I'm flying in to Sweden." Anyway, so I might as well come down from Uppsala, where I, my friends are, to hang around with you guys for a weekend. <laughs> yes, yes, you must. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically came down. Uh, we uh, fixed him up with a with a space wolf's army, and uh, and and that was kind of the <laughs> that very short story. <laughs> Yeah, smashing guy as well. Uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, Freddie, you can add a little bit to that story, can't you? Uh, well, <laughs> we because of the stupid train fire. Well, that's sort of end of the event. Should we leave it in the kind of narrative of the story, or do you want me to tell it now? All oh, right. I think he met some of the Swedes over at the Depticon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I was yeah. aiming for. That's what ah. I was aiving for. <laughs> okay, well, actually, actually, Alex uh, bumped into. He, he played with Eric at. Um, the mega battle at the Depticon, and he bunched in like he bumped into Magnus and Linus and them uh, at uh, well at Magnus with the Somatalis event, and then I think uh, Linus and Bjorn when uh, they were playing like uh, the team team tournament, 
And uh, he noticed all of us because we were walking around with those stupid white hockey jerseys. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and Eric basically told him, like, you you have to come over to Sweden and play heresy because that's where the shit is at. And so he did. See, international community outreach, this is where it's all at, all at people, you know. You go you go to Adepticon, then you find yourself in Sweden, sort of what six months later or whatever it is. It's good. In the middle of the woods. And we can say we hosted a global event in Alvest. You can. <laughs> I think Alvest. Al, I think Alvest is going to say they hosted a global event in Alvest just to get some more support. Because you know, Yeah, we love them, but seriously, <laughs> they, yeah. it's just going to be on their tourism map. Uh, Alvis is the center of the globalist conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, you and your freaking conspiracies. Can we can we can we make it through like half an episode recording without a conspiracy, please? I thought that wasn't me. I thought I was Tim and Chris and shit. Yeah, well, you're probably true actually, but you know somebody had to bring you up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there was such a great group, and it was really nice to meet the Dirty K boys as well. Um, I think I played against like three of the guys from the Dirty K club while I was there. Um, yeah. which was really good fun uh, really good standard of gaming as well a uh, lot of fun to play against them and um, yeah I, I'm, I personally am looking forward to the opportunity to come back up and, and sort of hang with you guys and play some more uh, Heresy at some point because I think that will be a lot of fun we're looking forward we'll to it we'll come to you or you'll come to us in <laughs> September when our next event is or you're coming to the hobby camp so you cannot escape us <laughs> But yes. <laughs> next time, next or time we hang out, we get or can or, or can you or do you want to or is this going down a weird tangent? Let's move away from it. <laughs> so <laughs> everything kicked off. I mean, what what were your? I'm, I'm taking as much of this as I can from a TO's perspective because Freddie and I can chime in in a minute about how it was actually being players at the event. But when you were actually going around the event and you know watching it unfold in front of you and everything's happening, what were you? Was there anything you were like, I really don't. I hope this doesn't happen, or you were really surprised that something actually came up and got sorted, or anything like that? Was there something that really sort of stood out to you guys as if, uh, TOs are going, yeah, this is. I'm I'm really happy with how this has turned out, or or vice versa. So there's a, a couple of things. First of all, I mean, just how how great the community is and how how easy people kind of accept things or fix things by themselves without yeah. without us having to kind of meddle or, or, or anything. Uh, and also to chime in on that point, uh, you know, a lot of our guys aren't very uh, uh, experienced in playing. Uh, for instance, uh, the guy who borrowed your army, Eric, I think that was his uh, second or third heresy game. Yep. And uh, they went up against some of these more um, uh, experienced players. Veterans. Yeah, gr grizzled Linus with his uh, Sons of Horrors. And uh, it, it was just great to see uh, these um, ex <laughs> experienced players, you know, uh, taking care of the, the newbies and giving them a few heads up and uh, tips on how to play the game and stuff like that. So that was just awesome. So the, the second thing is definitely we need to do a shout out to our, our commanders. Uh, yeah. We brought in to do. So we had this system with, with player cards uh, that had some basic information uh, on, on the player and, and the army. And then uh, those were used for the, for the pairings. Um, originally, our uh, 
concept was a bit more tactical, where these were placed hidden and then revealed, and then you had certain cards where you can move people around. But the commanders kind of took this uh, on their own. Threw it, kind out. Of <laughs> Threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, basically just went around table by table and tried to find interesting matchups and good matchups for people, which we really appreciated. So a big shout out to, to Linus and Emil for, for helping yeah, they, with what we learned. They, they did a great job there. Yeah, really big shout out to those guys who did a fantastic job. Um, as, again, I don't know how you felt about all that, Freddie, but as a, as a player, I had a great time with it, and I love them for it because it was genuinely so much fun um, to be matched up with everybody and yeah. uh, you know get some good, good some good matchups. Yeah, all, all, all my matchups were top notch except the last one when Linus wanted to show you who he was. <laughs> what, what, what wonders around. if there was if there is, is there a problem there by any chance <laughs> design his own scenario like auto win whatever <laughs> yeah so run, run across the board uh, no one's going to do that so I'll just deep strike my commander into the enemy which I, which I can choose yeah, which I can choose what turn he rocks up on it's going to be four weekly points that no one else can score <laughs> yeah. yay yay <laughs> well I guess we're going to design a mission design it so you're going to win the damn thing but um, maybe not the best call just saying not, not going to judge but you know I'm, I'm not gonna. To be fair, but, but I, I I sort of mastered one of the missions because I played on there twice. It was really good fun. Um, <laughs> and the second game, it was, I won't lie, it was very helpful to have played it the first time. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, massive shout out to the guys who, who put the matchups to, together, the Linus and Emil. They they did really well, and there was a lot of fun had. Um, <laughs> I faced the Imperial Fist twice. God damn it! Do they do they just don't like me for some reason? <laughs> so uh, it was themey. The third thing was probably uh, so uh, the missions overall. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I wrote most of or uh, most of the missions, oh. all of the <laughs> missions actually. Uh, so we had this concept of having table specific missions that evolve over time. So they changed and interact in, in different ways, and objectives change, or buildings catch fire in one round, or or whatnot. Uh, that meant there were 15 or 14 tables times almost times five missions, which of course gave us no time to uh, actually play test them all. Yeah, uh, a, f a few of them were a bit bonkers. Uh, yes, which we tried to retcon as quickly as possible. But uh, for the vast majority of them, they actually worked pretty well. Uh, yeah. From from my perspective, um, so that was surprising, to be honest. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it was they they were I I I really liked the idea of the the theme changing on the tables. Uh, it was really good fun. I mean, uh, having as I said, uh, I think it was the mining Connolly is the one I, I ended up playing on twice. Yep. And yep. from the first game to the th for the first round, it was one particular mission with one set of primary objectives. And I got there. And, okay, I know what this mission is. Check it. Oh, it's changed. Okay, it's kind of that makes it more interesting for me to come back onto the same table twice. Mm -hmm. um, and that was that was really good. I I really enjoyed that as a player. 
so the uh, the the last thing um, that worked pretty well, I think, um, maybe more your your thing, Daniel, where you put in all the all, all the effort was was the storytelling element. Uh, where yeah. Maybe you can tell us how 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 we play that. Yeah, we we, we tried to encourage people to um, uh, pick out uh, epic moments, as we call them, in their games. For instance, if um, if some character did something unexpected or especially awesome, um, we tried to get people to you know just shout out to the uh, to the tos that oh we've got an epic epic moment over here, and we went over and we. You know, just got a quick uh, check up on. Oh, he's done this and this. Ah, yeah, and, and then he did this and blah blah blah. And my uh, uh, my dude just blew up a warlord, uh, warhand titan with uh, with plasma guns or whatever. <clears throat> and then then we <laughs> sat down and uh, smashed out a quick um, uh, a, a quick uh, short story that we put up on um, on our. Uh, uh, Projector? Do you say that in, in, That's the in, in English? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. English. Projector on the, on the big screen behind us. Uh, so we, we we tried to encourage encourage that. Uh, so we tried uh, to combine that with the kind of summary of the overall rounds and how the the overall battle developed. Oh uh, yeah, across the planet. Um, it's very sad that I, I still think it's very sad that Valdor failing a four-inch charge didn't come up as an epic <laughs> but but um, stumbling epic, epically, <laughs> stumbling towards the gun line under a hail of fire, and failing the one of the shortest charges possible. Yeah. I think it's more more surprising he doesn't have the ability to re-roll them personally. But that we did look, <laughs> but that was rather fun. Um, I, I have a feeling he did a football dive there. Yeah. Like hoping for a penalty or something. I don't know. Like, free kick, ref! Ref! Free kick! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong theatre of war, dear boy. Yeah. <laughs> here, here comes the referee, Mr. Leviathan. Free kick, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Let me warm that muscle up for those muscles up for you with my melter lance. Yeah. Um, it's better than a cold spray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but seriously, and that that again, that was really awesome, and getting to hear people um, talking about their epic moments. Um, and, and stuff like that. And like, did you see that I got the write up? I was like, no, didn't see that. I was too busy trying to defend myself from Sigismund or something like that. But then, sort of getting a chance to read it, it looked very cool. So yeah, we we'll tried to uh, kind of proofread this and, and and collect it, and then try to publish it somehow, either on on Facebook or on YouTube or, or something. So. Yeah, it's going to go into some kind of uh, of uh, compilation. Uh, Together with the overall story arc, uh, as a way to uh, set the grounds for the next next year's event. Awesome! So you're already planning next year's event, huh? No. Fifteen seconds to go, then. As of fifteen seconds to go, next year's event is already in. Right, pencil it in, boys, because <laughs> it's going to be a blast. I promise you that much. Um, Alex has promised to come again, so. <laughs> oh then, hell's yeah, I'm there. I'm going to be there for that, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Well, that being the case, I'm sort of switching over from um, TOs to to the to players' perspective for for a few minutes. Freddie. Yes. How was the event for you as a player? What what were your highs and lows, and how did things go? For you? <laughs> highs and lows. Uh, my highs was um, I had really awesome games, like all of the games. 
uh, I think I was I was pretty lucky because um, most of my games we tried to play like we realized that each of the like we look at each other like both the players and we realized that well I can do something gamey now and I can I can you know fucking totally do some dick moves but let's do this instead and create a narrative. So, like, the first game I played with Jimmy, and there was a couple of moments where, like, well, what the fuck? Like, uh, I, I, I can just use my flamer here and do something, like, like, totally asshole, or I can challenge you, and let's create a story. And, and we kind of played it towards the narrative because we wanted to create those epic stories that uh, Daniel talked about. Yeah. And, and, and I, I was pretty lucky, like, the entire event, except for the last game, Thank you, Lingus. <laughs> the entire event, I, I, I had like, like, like even when I when I played on the fucking swamp table against Rus uh, Alpha Legions. God damn, I hate Alpha Legions so much. They're so annoying. Like it became, it it stopped becoming about me fighting the Alpha Legions and me just trying to fucking get out of the way from these swamp monsters that was tearing through my entire fucking army. Because they're all spawning on my side, it was ridiculous. Like turn one, I was already losing whole points on my warlord, like my warhound titan. And it, and Ross has it like I seized initiative, and I was like, ha ha, I'm gonna fucking screw you, Ross. And then suddenly I had all these fucking swamp monsters eating down my tanks and titans and shit. And I was like, what's going on here? It's my turn. Why am I losing whole points? It makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, it's cold. I'm cold. I'm tired. My feet uh, hurt. I want to go home. Yeah. So, so like the every time we started a turn, either if it was Ross or my turn, we, it, it was all about the fucking monster rolls. <laughs> like everything else was just secondary. So, uh, it was out of control. Like uh, we ran out of monsters. <laughs> oh dear God. Like, there, there's right, so okay. many like in the like end, nine like, of them or something. Yeah, I know. But like in the end, after they tore through a couple of my Lima Russes and they and I was running away from them so they so his Alpha Legions could finally be the closest fucking unit. I think like at one point Ross this the entire monster horde diverted and charged his poor, one poor Alpha Legion guy four swamp monsters on him. There was like one swamp monster finally charged Alpharius. There was a swamp monster fighting jet bikes. There's the swamp monster still fighting my 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 last Lima Russ. It was like, yeah, there was the swamp monsters everywhere. Everyone was in combat, but we weren't fighting each other. Everyone was in combat with swamp monsters. <laughs> it's like, we're gonna get you. No, we're gonna get you. Dig up the world's trying to eat us. <laughs> like I need I needed I needed to kill Alf Alfarius to do like a fucking draw, but because he was locked in combat with the fucking swamp monsters, I couldn't shoot at him. <laughs> and because I, I I'm an all armored army, I can't assault him. So what am I supposed to do? Can I t like it was a bit unclear. Like can I tank shot shock? Uh, because none of them are technically on my side. <laughs> Should I be able to run them over? Because I don't care if they're fighting or I don't know. <laughs> but by that stage, it, it was so like the the game was so <laughs> it has totally spiraled out of control. So. It got a bit swampy infested then. Yeah, so that also became the narrative. <laughs> the fucking swamp monsters. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah Generally sounds awesome. Third faction. Third faction. Yeah, yeah third yeah. faction. Fucking next, next event, bring your swamp monsters. 
oh trust me it's gonna happen <laughs> the way everybody was talking is like yeah we want to play swap monsters next time we're gonna do the swap we're gonna come up with a third faction and we'll do this and like i'm sitting saying can i get away with painting moss on my beast men and beast uh, beast men and minotaurs <laughs> and some of the ogrins i've got i can do that that'll work i'll make it i'll make a faction out of that yet yeah. <laughs> It was oh man, it was it was hilarious to hear some of that stuff. Are you, I think you were playing while I was like two tables down or something, and I just kept hearing cursing coming from that table. <laughs> it's like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, no, it was, it was either like fuck, I hate Alpha Legions or fuck, I hate Swamp Monsters, or stupid preferred enemy everything because he even has preferred enemy against fucking Swamp Monsters. I don't have that. <laughs> Nobody should have preferred enemy swamp monster. Yeah, well, you yeah, preferred enemy thing, everything. Right? You should make that a thing for the next time. Nobody can have preferred enemy swamp monsters because they're, 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 they're the woodland creatures that are just protecting their homeland with gigantic, monstrous, ogre-type creature things that smash you in the face, apparently. Yeah, I, I think we'll have to check in a bit of uh, preferred enemy Freddy on the Swamp Monsters as well, because <laughs> obviously they've caught a taste for Lehman Russ. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's legit. I think that could totally happen. Um, that could totally, totally happen. Um, so, yeah, that was... Were there any sort of other, other sort of standout games, anybody you played against, Freddy, that you had a good time playing against? Uh, I, I think... Um... Fighting uh, Morton and Jimmy, the the fucking duo of perfection, is pretty good on the big Fort Royal table. You That's fought your own was. legion. Well, yeah, I you fought, playing I, your I, own I, legion. But... Well, I, I never get to play against third legion, so I wanted to to play as much as I could against third legion because you know I enjoy them. And I I, I managed to fucking with my solar ox dude fuck up uh, all of Morton's guys, but then Jimmy came with Eidolon, maybe me. <laughs> but I don't know. But the the funny part is like it, it's the second time I, I got challenged by fucking Eidolon. The first one when I when when I faced only Jimmy on the single tables, so and we decided like, oh, we need to keep this story going because Eidolon got robbed of the victory against the Solar Ox because his entourage took all the glory. So we set up like a like I could have barbecued fucking idol on those dudes, but we set up like okay now we're going to do the challenge. And once again, his fucking entourage killed me, not fucking Eidolon. <laughs> there was another there was another table where Eidolon uh, also lost the uh, the uh, glory the opportunity to to knock down some some militia commander. Right? Do you remember? Yeah. Senate? Yeah, he was setting up his uh, his glorious charge when uh, when an Arvis lighter came out of nowhere and scooped the, <laughs> the poor bastards out of his grasp. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! There's just a heartbreak in that. <laughs> Damn you, flying box with a last cannon! <laughs> <laughs> flying last cannon shoebox thing! How dare you! How dare you strip me of my glory! I love my Arvis. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, was... they are pretty awesome. Maybe we didn't yeah. say that, but one of the missions uh, on the on that Fortress table was a, a two two versus two. So um, compared to the others, well, of course, yeah. with, the, with the instruction of please play fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please play fast, because everybody else is playing. You know, hurry up. Mm -hmm. um, 
It was. I mean, again, it was just a real awesome spectacle to watch those games in the middle there, I have to say. Um, it was a lot of fun. And from my perspective as a player, I mean, I had I had a great time. The, the guys who, uh, Linus and um, Emil, set me up with some really good challenges and some really good fun games. First game was against um, Tim, who brought his... Uh, it was my first of two games against uh, Imperial Fists. And... I don't care what anybody says. You bring a medic. You bring a medic to every unit in every game, especially if you're called Tim, because Tim, when he rolls a medic, can somehow never seem to not roll a five-up save. <laughs> and when he's playing Stone Gauntlet, that's a nightmare, because it's like, oh, I can double your... No, wait, you've got toughness five. Crap. Um, <laughs> I could just... Oh, no, wait, you've got toughness five. Bollocks. <laughs> right, still get a bit... And his medic save. I think his medic kept... His medics did more work in that game than my medics did the entire damn event. <laughs> they were just doing so much work. And it was, it was legitimately a brilliant game. Um, what about the Porfarian? Yeah, that, that hurt a little bit. That got, I think that got one shot off, one round of shooting, maybe two. Uh, I think it was one. Uh, no, it was one round because I, I, I did the suicidal drop pod with the Leviathan um, and dropped it in within four inches of the edge of the board with all my re-roll dice in my hand in case it went wrong. <laughs> like, I need to re-roll all these dice. Um, oh, right, that could be a point of, uh, of mention. The re-roll dice. It should be, yes. Quickly, jump mm. in and mention the re-roll dice. Oh, yeah, so we had uh, the, the idea to, men- to balance the armies was uh, we uh, propped people up with re-roll dice that allowed them to re-roll one dice of their own or one dice of the enemy during the game for each dice they received. There you go. No re-rolling or re-roll. So no every re-rolling. army, every army got between two and, and five dice. So. Oh, quite happy. I got I got three, so I feel like I was coming with a pretty balanced army then. That's kind of yeah. nice. Um, but yes, I, I had all three of my re-roll dice in my hand to re-roll each of those dice if required. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he managed to pop up, do a couple of whole points, and then charge in on the second turn with um, with a wrecker claw, which basically wrecked him um so that was that was fun and t- it's well like I, th- I think it's sort of tim's um he's only played a few games with, him, with his imperial fists and although i was griping like a you know like a whingy bitch um when it came to all the medic saves he was making he was a legitimately legend of a player so much fun to play against um but yeah, I think I think I had really good matchups the whole way around. I I, I played and beat a custodies list, and I'd actually like to think I beat them this time because I didn't just play the mission and run away. <laughs> <laughs> um, although Valdor tripping over his shoelaces did help, um, because he he did he did fail a four inch charge just outside of my Aegis defense line, which allowed me to then melt a lance him in the face. This was uh, the yeah, land, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who was again lovely guy, really good fun to play a game against. Um, did have a bit of bit of bad luck with his his saves, um, especially when and I, I'm waiting for the boos and the hisses to come. When I, I was play, I, I brought three quad mortars with phosphex, and that's all I brought. I didn't bring any any medusas or anything like that with it. Just just three quad mortars, very simple. Put them behind an just line, you know, easily enough to take out. Um, but they lit up his squad <laughs> around Valdor, um, and basically, I think two of them made it out of the gas gas cloud <laughs> and slowly died as they were coming across. And like I said, I think Valdor just had too much in his lungs, failed, and then my my Leviathan just went, whoom, and yeah, 
but overall fantastic games love the tables love the missions um, I mean literally the last game down, came down to victory points and again absolutely brilliant fun um, I played three of the guys from the Dirty K Club and they were really good players really good fun to play against um, yeah overall as a player lots of fun and there was a bit of a contentious result at the end if I, if I do remember correctly the <laughs> yeah. overall scores and I, yeah. I, I, I know it was it, it sounds um, made up or whatever but it was totally true that's what we count I mean it's, it's it Don't was sound quite so ins- fucking convincing now you know we, we, yeah. we just stared at each other when we counted up so each of the battlegrounds had like a bar which was slided back and forth uh, depending on, on the outcome of each table. Uh, so we basically counted up the dots uh, within those bars for, for, for all of the tables at the end, and it came to a uh, to a draw. Yeah, I think it was... 67 against 67. Yeah. Yeah. With the, uh, with the traitors running a very big lead in the start, and then the, the lawyers working, uh, working their way back into the game towards the end. So that was great fun to watch. And it was great fun to be a part of as well. Yeah. There were points where we had people coming around going, you need to win this game. You need to win this game. We need the points. It's that close. I'm like, uh, I'm just trying to play a game of heresy here. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> but that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I don't know if you got any of that, Freddy. But, uh... Uh, no, I lost all my games. So I'm just... <laughs> no, no, no one came and tried to make me do stuff. Uh, I'd have come and done that for you, Freddy, if I'd known. I'd have come round and cheered you on and said, "Go, Freddy, sacrifice go, your, go sacrifice, sacrifice yourself for the good of the uh, the emperor." Yeah, if you lose this game, it's good. It's good for us. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> it's good for my side if you lose. Keep losing. It's good. <laughs> Said with all all the love in the world. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, overall, I mean, okay, so we'll get to the point where we sort of we wrap it up. There was a fantastic prize draw. You guys did a great prize draw there. Uh, loads of people picked up stuff for uh, Player's Choice. Alex picked up Player's Choice for um, the Loyalists, yep. yeah. which I thought was awesome. And who picked up Player's Choice for the uh, Traitors? Morton. Morton, yes. Sword Boy, we love him. With his Carnival of Chaos and, and crazy stuff, which was uh, really, really awesome to see. Can you remember any of the other um, any of the other stuff that got handed out? So yeah. they got uh, second place, best sport, and uh, Linus Falkstall got uh, first play, place for best sport at least. Cool. Then the, we had the the army commanders, uh, Linus and uh, Emil. Uh, Emil, yeah. Who won uh, best army commander? <laughs> Yep, so it was a draw. <laughs> they won together. So they didn't get the, the nice uh, uh, diploma, diploma. That, we, that we printed uh, on very thick, uh, nice paper. Uh, and then we had uh, Best Painted uh, to Eric uh, Valor from Denmark. And second place was Hampus, right? With his Imperial Fists. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think that was it. And then we had kind of our little sign-up early raffle as well. 
Yeah. Yes. And Joran will be very happy to know that he's got a sculpting tool from that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll hold on to it for you, dude, but, you know, it, it's there when you want it. <laughs> I'm sure I'll make use of it until you need it. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, immediate thoughts, sort of, uh, as the event wraps up. What are, you, what are your immediate thoughts? How do you feel it go? It went, and you know, what, what are your do you have any sort of immediate points of uh, feedback for yourself or what you'd like to do? Uh, well, my my first uh, thought was uh, that it was great fun to to see so ma so many people coming from all over Sweden. Denmark and uh, the US. Uh, that was just amazing. <laughs> a few weeks uh, out from the event, we were, we were still concerned with the the amount of signups, and you know, as it turned out, it was just awesome. So, so that was great. Um, I think we need to to work on on a, a couple of things for the next one. There was a uh, some of the missions. There was definitely some. Some stuff that didn't work, so we we need to find a way of better play testing stuff or, or, or better knowing how that works. Uh, anything, and that then, out, anything that sticks out in your mind as far as the the, uh, the mission? It was or? the uh, there was a one of the rounds on table nine, the city outskirts table. Mm -hmm. uh, you were supposed to blow up uh, these uh, barricades. And basically, uh, the first player who got the first turn blew up six out of eight containers, so it's kind of an auto-win. Yeah, that was kind of a one-turn win table, sadly, so we, we so scrapped that, that one. Work. Yeah. Um, that was probably the biggest one, and then there was a couple of changes we had to do and go in and fix on, on, the, on the big table, uh, the two versus two. Uh, where I think it was the f second round. Were you playing then, Freddy? Where the uh, attackers had the first turn. Yeah. So we changed that so the defender had the first turn, and I think that worked better, but not perfect. Well, I I didn't have to suffer from that because I was attacking. <laughs> <laughs> was, so you were was, happy at that point. I was super happy. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so smash first. <laughs> Good times were had by me. And then, and then the last thing overall was probably uh, there was quite a big spread on on army balance, uh, and I don't think the the reroll dice really made up for it overall. Um, so we need to find some way, maybe as a community, a, a way of of how we how we put power levels attached to a an event. So you're talking, are you talking about the the lists themselves? I mean, they're, they're, I think you you mentioned this before we started, Freddie, that, that we, we were talking about lists. That there was a there was I, I won't say noticeable because I think that that's unfair. It gives the wrong image. But there was there was definitely some lists that were very fluffy, and some lists that weren't. If that makes sense. Well, they're, well, they're fluffy, but it's just uh, uh, different levels of uh, gaminess, so to speak. Because okay. they're all built, uh, I don't think there was any list that wasn't fluffy. It's just that some lists were super non-harsh and other lists were, like if, if you didn't 
if you didn't prepare for for that kind of a list, uh, you you would struggle. Anything that comes to mind particularly, or? Uh, well, like from from one end of the spectrum, it's probably the Custodes list, Linus's uh, Sons of Horus was, you know, it it, it wasn't harsh, but it was uh, it was very thoughtfully built. And then it was on, quite optimized. Yeah, uh, and then in in the other end, you had like lists like Jimmy and uh, Morton. The militia list. And the militia, yeah, militia list. Uh, one of the Alpha Legion lists and stuff, and and they were they were like basically the probably I know that like for I can't speak for the other guys, but for Jimmy, like he loves his third company elite, so he's built a list that's themed with the third company elite with Eidolon. You know that that's his thing. But if you pit that list against a very list that has been still being fluffy made but has been optimized for the effectiveness for that list within the fluff like a third company elite compares Linus's as uh, the long march it's yeah <laughs> if they were luckily they were on the same side but they would like uh, Jimmy would fucking he would struggle like hardcore I don't think he yeah. would have an answer to any of the things that Linus had so there, it, it's a long spectrum, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily had to do with the actual players themselves, because some, if if you run a, a certain like the long march with drop pods and shit, like it be, naturally becomes more harder than if you run like a third company elite or if you run like let's say Night Lords uh, Terror Assault in three thousand five hundred points, it's really hard to make a, a Night Lords Terror Terror Assault that is very fluffy and yet I, I hate to use the term competitive but that holds up against other lists at the same point value because it's you are basically only infantry and you're going to struggle against armor and most people bring more armor the higher points you have so it's more so, of it's more of a focused force specific for certain scenarios rather than a jack of all trades list that could face all comers yeah. is what you're saying yeah, so so I think that the, the the problem is that some of the lists are suits so better to a scenario or or more tailored missions or tailored opponents mm -hmm. than than and that is always a problem I had with all my events is that to find that happy balance which like why I did at Lincoln I I forced people to do a raiders and a garrison because yeah. I kind of wanted to people to have a list that could either charge or could defend. So it would kind of so it would kind of be balanced. But the way, if you do a normal event, I've been thinking long and hard about how the hell would you do that? Because, like even talking to Linus, I know that if he faced Jimmy, hmm. he wouldn't want to have the list that he had, but he had that list. So yeah. maybe giving the option of, like it, it doesn't have to be mandatory, but giving players options. To have like a 500 point sidebar, uh, sideboard or whatever, or even so they, a pair of them maybe on a big event. Yeah, or a pair, like, and they they could say like, oh fuck, now I'm I'm facing Jimmy's uh, third company elite. If I run my this list, I'm just going to walk all over him. It's not going to be a, a thematic game, and it's not going to be fun for any of us. So maybe if I swap out these choices that he like because he struggles against armor, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. uh, so. If I take it out these things and I put in more infantry, 
then it's going to be more interesting and fun game. It doesn't have to be less, you know, brackets competitive, but it becomes more enjoyable for both. And it makes people be able to manipulate their army to fit the narrative better. Yep. Because you wouldn't send a fucking uh, a Night Lord uh, terror assault squad to, to cripple an armored convoy, would you? No, you would send them against the poor militia guys hugging the trenches or like, you know. <laughs> so so yeah. the, the alternative yeah. could be to add uh, to your player pack um, like a, a handful of example lists saying kind of this is the power level we're, we're looking for or something like that. Yeah. But I, but I, but one one thing that I think that your event really showcased is that the community's adult and you know fucking they're they're good enough to see that no one really cared about the competitive sides. People just wanted to have good games. So a person that is that level, if he had if he could just change his list around and play around with 500 points, you know because. People that tend to build those kind of lists always have to ha- happen to have a lot of extra points over, you know. Mm. And it's like, well, well, maybe I'll take out these 1,000 points and I put in my ally detachment of karate guardsmen just to make it more interesting. It's like I, I kind of self-nerfed my list for your event because I, you know, being retarded, I read your missions and stuff, and I realized, well, my armored tanks are going to be kick-ass because they're hot as fuck. But if I only have one troop that is scoring, it means that I'm going to struggle as fuck to win any of the scenarios. So I, so it doesn't matter I bring these two douchebags fucking Malkadorian furnaces because <laughs> it, it's not gonna it's not gonna matter anyway because I can't really score and it's all gonna be about you know that glorious last stand of my my solar exilia commander. It's not gonna be so much about the Malkadorian furnaces, which didn't do much anyway this entire tournament. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you know uh, that that that's a really good way of looking at it. And I, I was thinking about the uh, just listen to what you guys were saying there. And one thing that really stood out for me for the event, although this is going to sound strange, I'm not usually a fan of lists being shown before events because I kind of like the surprise of what I'm going to go up against. But I did really like the fact that you you produced the the cards with what everybody was bringing. Uh, to sort of show the lists, lists off ahead of time, and I think that with the with like the sideboard option would be kind of interesting because you can sort of mentally go well if I'm going to be facing, you know, like if they're coming up against my army for example, which was pretty armor heavy. Um, if we're going to go up against that, maybe we don't want a foot slogging list, or you know, we want something that can teleport or drop pod or something along those lines. So there's a little bit where you can play to you know not not the not not so much adjusting the power levels up or down but um, you know maybe something that's a, a, a challenging counter as well when it comes to being a more experienced player but it gives you both room to move both ways uh, if you can see what I'm trying to say there um, mm. and I think it's uh, I think it's really quite intriguing to see how how that could be put in because seeing those lists ahead of time let's say Okay, you've got to give your list in uh, a month ahead of time, and then you put that start. I mean, that that's quite scary for some people, but it could be somebody in the long run. Um, put that up, and then you've got another two weeks to put your 500-point sidebar 
or two thousand depending on how big the event is you know if you're talking like a three and a half thousand four thousand point event you might want to go for two um so you can change in a third of the army if you feel it's really going to make it that much of a difference when playing you know that that could be an interesting way of doing it as well yeah and the, the easiest way, way of implementing this as well would be to just make it optional Mm. Uh, yeah. At least for for stars, because oh yeah, a, a lot of new pa- players will like Morton, who might not be a new player, but he was still scrounging all his points up <laughs> with what he had basically. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that that I didn't see, maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't see any allies being used. Not oh, more there was than one. a couple there of knights. Yeah, oh, and Hellcans as well. Yes, Hellcans. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I love that army. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that that army is my absolute favorite of of the bunch. She has a a militia force, uh, which he plays, uh, and then he has an allied detachment of counter space marines, which are all Mark One old rough trader marines. So they're supposed to be this uh, uh, survivors of the Dark Age force in old old uh, power armor. Uh, then I'm, I'm, I must have completely and utterly missed that, which I apologise for. But that was that's another way of of sort of playing with your lists and having other options out there. If you, especially just on the point of scrabbling for points, is um, you know have a look at allies if you if you have the ability to bring them. That can be kind of fun as well. Um, you know, there's nothing nothing so good as a sacrificial offering list. <laughs> I'll sacrificial offer you. Uh, so I mean, what did what did you guys think of the our custodies tax? I think yeah. it was I think it was fair. I think it was I think now that there's I mean we we're talking post new FAQ, so I I haven't had a good look at that and how that's going to affect things, but I think it was fair. I don't I don't think there was anything um I didn't feel like I was playing against an understrength army when I played against the custodies list I played. Um, I had a really good fight against them. It got pretty hairy for a while, um, so I, I don't think there was anything hugely detrimental. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say the the tax was twenty uh, percent straight off on uh, on all custodes models. Uh, and as a organizer walking around just watching uh, the games, there, there were some complaints in the start uh, from the custodes players, like yeah. Oh, I can tell that I'm playing with 700 points less or whatever, but uh, they kept winning games, so I'm, I'm not really sure if if they kept that opinion through the entire event because uh, those forces were, you know, they were shaping up really well despite having that uh, numerical disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, like I said, uh, I don't, Freddie, I don't think you faced, did you face Custodes at all, bud? Or? No, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I was loyalist, remember? Oh, you were, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, so well, did you? You didn't fight <laughs> alongside Custodes on the center table, did you? No. Sorry, I'm not used to you being loyalist, mate. This is—it's just weird. <laughs> well, this time I was. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, well, somebody <laughs> had to, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was just—I, I, like I said, I—I th- I think it works out. I again, post FAQ, we'll have to see, um, see how all those changes really affect, but. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it hurt the games in any way. Um, I really don't. Um, 
yeah, that that would be my feedback on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I mean, the, the two Custodes players would have to be obviously the guys who give you the, the direct feedback because they played them. But uh, yeah, I think it, I think it worked pretty well. I mean, hell, I was facing what one, two, three, four of those horrible Custode dreadnoughts. Not the big, not the Telemons, but the other ones. At least three, maybe four of them. Those things are yeah. scary. Those things are damn right fucking scary. Um, four of those and and uh, Valdor in the same list. That was uh, with the D spear and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the D spear. Which, which, I have to admit, he rolled a one on when he when he swung that in combat. Um, so I dodged a bullet on that. <laughs> one. But um, yeah, it's it's it worked. That that would be my honest feedback there. Yeah, great. So yeah. That, that was my impression as well as uh, while walking. I think like even teams. with FAQ, I, I don't think it would matter much if going with uh, 25%. I think it's it's all good. Yeah. So you, you can do that 25% tax or those 25% has to be assisters. Um, yeah, it, it, it was 20, 20%, right? We did 20, 20% on Custodes models, uh, which meant you could take sister models as you wanted. Uh, it was just an in- increase of points rather than lowering the overall points. Yeah. Alright. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That works for sure. I mean, that, that that's... Uh, ow, sorry. That, it worked. Sorry, it's just uh, not much more to say. It yeah, worked. No, that's good. And it was it was it was fun to play against them, if not slightly scary at points. <laughs> but that's that's just how it was. Um, but yeah. So, um, Freddie, any points from you as a as a as a player as far as feedback is concerned? No, no, I really liked it. Like uh, obviously, same same thing happened to me at Lincoln when I did uh, table specific missions, uh, and because it was like I think I did uh, fifteen to twenty missions. And it, it's hard. You, you you try and play test them, but it it's it's a lot. And like especially if like you guys, because uh, it, it kept changing the mission as it progressed. So you know it, it it's always hard to do, um, you know, to play test missions. But I think that most people like saw if something was kind of wrong, they're like, oh well, this makes sense. I will adjust it a little bit. And and I guess you know most people is like, oh wait, like like the, the deployment. Uh, for for that center table when I played it the second round, it's like oh well, well we can't deploy then and then it, we just readjust it you know so there's no biggie it, it's just it's just hard like you, you can't play test missions when you do table like to the extent that you want to but I I think that the concept of having uh, table specific missions are so cool so it doesn't really matter yeah I I really think they're awesome um, and. I, again, like I said, I like the fact that you change the missions up. So if you got put, if you got matched on the same table, you, unless you're playing, I think most tables had different matches, different um, themes, round one to round two. Um, but even so, I mean, you know, you you came across something different, which was really nice, and it felt like the story was moving on, you know, no matter what was happening, which is great as a player who, in my case, really enjoys that. I really enjoy seeing the story move on. So yeah. that, that was that was top class. Splendid. So, yeah. Splendid indeed. Splendid indeed. So as the sort of sort of final thoughts, 
as you as you've already decided there's an event happening next year in the last 20 minutes um what what, <laughs> what, what are the sort of as as tos what what are you what's your biggest takeaway and what what's your biggest just right this very second what's your biggest thought of this is what i want to achieve, i would want to achieve for our next event whenever it might be and i'll throw that to daniel first what's your biggest biggest takeaway and what's what do you want to achieve for the next event um it would probably be to uh, get more story into the games, uh, as in um, putting more of a of a setting into each mission. Not as much into the, uh, the the actual gameplay, but more into you know like writing a a quick uh, a quick uh, background to what's actually going on right now because. A lot of those things came through when you read the the mission special rules, but it could have, could have been cool to have just a few paragraphs of uh, of uh, fluff text as well. Cool. Yeah, I have to I have to agree. Push push the narrative harder, uh, even harder than we did. Uh, both in terms of mission uh, and with the with the updates we did. I mean. Uh, I felt that worked really, really well, but there's always more things you can do. Always more story to be told. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Very, very cool indeed. Well, I have to say, for me, it was a great weekend. Lots of awesome people had a fantastic time blowing stuff up and beating up on Imperial Fists and <laughs> double, killing, du- double killing Sigismund. You know. I just, you know, he he had to stay dead, so um, that that was a genuinely really fun time, and um, great great group of people, both both for yourselves as organisers who are absolute legends for the entire weekend, putting up with a lot of shit, and some random questions of, can you answer this? No, okay, uh, fine, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get you an answer. Thank you very much, <laughs> uh, uh, and and other fun stuff. Um, I I thought it was brilliant. I mean, any any final thoughts from you, Freddie? No, it was fucking awesome. Like, keep keep up the good work, and I'll see yeah. you all at. Well, I'll see you sooner than that, but I'll definitely see you next year at AX. Can I uh, close out with a, a couple of shoutouts to other people that have helped help oh, the event along? Of course you can, especially if there's been other people involved in getting this event going. Of course you can, but go for it. Go for your shoutouts. So Don, Daniel and myself are not the only organizers. We need to shout out to both uh, Olaf and, and Fredrik, who's helped out. Uh, and also to Frederick Palmer, who's done all of our graphics. Uh, those transfers are amazing, by the way. Those those transfer sheets are great. We have to say, sorry, just to quickly jump in. As part of the player swag, we we got sheets of transfers uh, specifically for the uh, from the Ajax event for for the for campaign markings and such. And those um, those big girl. Uh, Big girl with bolters are most definitely going on the mudflaps of the Tormentor when I get it built. <laughs> sexy awesome. Perturabo. So yeah, sexy Perturabo in his uh, his uh, you know sort of Roman or whatever a Greek helm and uh, a bolter. You know, it's what it's all about. Um, sorry, Eric, I just had to mention that. That was they were too cool. No, uh, no, I mean he, he he's great. He he did he did the transfers. He did. Uh, uh, our logos and, and banners and, and uh, the diplomas and stuff. So that's just a lot, a, a lot of uh, 
and we're really thankful for that so any other shout outs well to all the players who came of course <laughs> and the commanders thank you very much and our sponsor Legend oh, right. uh, the friendly local gaming store in uh, in Vecchio. I was going to say, if you were about to say Alvester, I would have very much liked to ask where. But, uh, legend in, 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 in Inside the pizzeria. <laughs> the only pizzeria. The only pizzeria. Which had pretty decent food as well, it has to be said. Yeah, but not for three food. days straight. No, there's, yeah. there's, there's only so much uh, calzone and salad and stuff you can take before you're basically <laughs> going, I need a burger or, you know, something maybe possibly McDonald's related. I don't know. Not me personally, but still. Um, so, yeah, and any final thoughts from either of you before we sort of head on out to some music? Oh, uh, fine. You good? Swamp yeah. Monsters for the win. No. <laughs> no. For the win. no. <laughs> Swamp Monsters for the win. You heard it here first, folks. Well, thank you very much, gents, for both coming in and having a chat with us on in the virtual studio and all that jazz. It was a fantastic event. We had a great time. We look forward to seeing you both at the Hobby Camp coming up in August. Definitely. Looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it as well. Thank you for letting us get some shout-outs at the end of the event there. Uh, Surprised we didn't get hooked off stage. But, um, you know, we we greatly appreciate that. Big shout-out to everybody who went to the event, made the event as awesome as the organisers did by just showing up, having great armies, having a lot of fun making fun games for each other and generally having an awesome weekend. Um, With that said, uh, I think it's about time we headed out onto some music and we'll be right back with our wrap-up where we catch you up on all the events that are coming up and some other reminders and general stuffs and things. So yeah, we'll be right back after this. In here So don't cry to me, oh baby 
thank you to Eric and uh, Daniel for coming on and chatting with us. It was such an awesome event. I had such a great time. Um, super proud about my 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 um, fact that I actually won more games than I lost for the first time in a long time, <laughs> which was really pleasing. Um, and again, good shout, big shout out to Eric and Emil who. Uh, uh, not Eric and Emil, Linus and Emil, who um, put us up to Generalissimo. Uh, um, put generals, yeah, who were generals? And sorry, I, I apologise. Everybody's wondering what the hell just happened. I didn't have a brain fart or anything. I just saw a, what looked like an official video for a Khan, uh, what I thought was a Khan um, Jagatai Khan model. It was like, what the fuck? No, it's actually somebody just doing a really cool looking video for their um Khan the bloody but it was like okay <laughs> did i miss something there because <laughs> that would be news um anyway sorry yeah so it, they did a great job as generals we had a great time and i'm kind of gutted for you that you didn't get all the uh did, didn't have as many um wins and stuff <laughs> as you might have been hoping for but well, it, was, it was great they were great well games. i didn't hope for anything so what's <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But those, those infernuses are fucking brutal, mind. I I do yeah. love those, and the models are just freaking gorgeous. Yeah. No, no, they're cool. I can't wait to pimp them up even further. Yeah, they're gonna be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to putting even more paint and stuff on my models. So you know, get it all all up there. And I think this this autumn, if I can, I'm gonna do a proper sort of breakdown photo shoot with everything, so I can get it all up there. But I got my closer patch. So happy. I got my closer patch. Hey. Super duper happy about that. But now I need two and a half thousand points of another army. That's so, right. So, um, yeah. So I can, uh, you know, get that done. So I guess I'm going to have to get a militia force and call them loyal. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I can use them for, for traders as well. But, you know, need to get that gold, man. Got to get that it's gold. It's all about the gold. It's all about the shiny gold patch, yes, that's for sure. Um, right, so let's just do a quick outro because this really does need to just generally be quick. Um, it's not a whole lot that we actually need to sort of catch up on. But we do have, uh, like we said earlier on in the massive information dump that was our intro, we have uh, this weekend coming out, 20th of July, we've got the uh, pod, the uh, third annual Heresy uh, podcast against DMD which starts uh, around about 10 o'clock UK time and 11 o'clock Swedish time. We've got our hobby camp, eight spots left, 8th of August. Uh, come on, get involved. It's going to be awesome fun. Uh, Trev is on the Forges of Chaldea in September down here in Malmo. Then we've got the Siege of Byzantia, or as it's always known as Scandus, which is taking place on the 6th to the 7th of October. And... There's just going to be some insane, crazy shit oh. going on there. <laughs> I, I can, I, I can hear the god machines is trembling. Oh, I, I can, but no, no, they're not falling off my shelf, so that's an important thing. But yes, there will be, oh my, there will be god machines, god machines everywhere, and crazy leviathan lists, and big game lists and uh, all, all the fun is going to be had there as always and there'll be the the live uh, drawer of the raffle taking place at the um, at the end of Scandus as well and that'll sort of wrap us up for this year's event series 
Uh, at which point we will hopefully be announcing next year's event series <laughs> at the end of the event. So, you know, it's not like we have to think about next year already. No. I mean, it's fucking July. We have to think about next year already. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Um, we'll get there, Freddie. We'll make it. We'll survive. Uh, no, it's going to be awesome. It, it always is, mate. It always is. It will be freaking made of the win. So it's going to be great fun. Other than that, uh, if you want your event to appear in this wrap-up, uh, please drop us a message with the details or just record a little soundbite for us and send it over uh, in an MP3 or 4, whichever that is these days, or a WAV file, and I'll be able to put it into the... Uh, or Chris will when he's back editing because he's on vacation. We'll be able to put it into the um, outro of the events uh, section as well. Uh, other than that, yeah, just keep an eye on us on Facebook. Yep. Enjoy this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And look out for our standalone Patreon episode and more upcoming episodes as we pelter along towards the, the hobby camp and then... Uh, the forces of Chaldea, and then we've got oh, there's just there's it's all heresy. Yeah, it's, all it's heresy. so much heresy. It's going to be fucking awesome. This heresy train has has never heard of brakes. It doesn't. It just doesn't slow down for anybody. No. Um, yeah, it's going to be freaking awesome. Um, so, without further ado, I'm going to say it's a good night from and me. And uh, remember, guys. Uh, treat life like 30k. Be angry in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. The body gets the blow, let the body gets the blow.